are you and what are you doing here? Hi, everybody. Hello, what are we waiting for? This is fantastic. Hello, hello, hello. This hello. will only hurt for 22 minutes. It's very early. I may have to hurt you. Call me in five minutes. This is something that is treatable. This is something that is fixable. Hey, this is not a test. Oh, my God, it's early. <laughs> the following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Digging that music though. Yeah, we got uh, new year, new luck, new sound, right? Hey, top of the morning to you. How are you doing, January 2022? Tuesday morning, January 4th. My name is Michael. I am your host. Yes, this is the FBTV podcast. Got a new look for the new year, new sound. It's groovy, man. <laughs> what am I talking about? A lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. Where have we been? We've been on holiday break. Matter of fact, last week, we uh, actually got in the studio, and we were working on doing a podcast with the uh, new sound. Kind of break it in last week. Kind of, kind of, uh, you know, get in there and... Uh, practice rehearse a little bit see how it uh, see how it goes but uh, and if it would have went right well we probably would have posted one last week but when when it came down to it we decided okay we'll wait we'll wait and we will introduce the new FBTV podcast the new and improved <laughs> do it next week did you have a good new year's good holidays it was kind of strange different we all heard about Betty White. That's terrible. But, uh, you know, John Madden, too. Isn't that weird? Uh, both of them, over the last few weeks, had, but before they passed, had been getting a lot of press coverage. And, and I don't know why, but that just kind of stood out at me. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. And to Dan Reeves as well, uh, right there before the holidays or, or before the new year. So uh, condolences to those families. Betty White, you know, goes without saying. John Madden, I mean, come on, if you watched any football over the last, what, 30, 40 years, if not more, he was part of it. Dan Reeves, of course. Anyway, other than that, I hope you had a good holiday, good Christmas. Hope Santa brought you everything you wanted. We have got a lot to talk about. The... Uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus, she can't help her. She just can't help herself. But this wasn't her fault. Well, some of it wasn't. Uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about Miley Cyrus and uh, Pete Davidson of uh, Saturday Night Live hosting the NBC's New Year's Eve special. And, you know, I said, well, that's a pretty good choice because something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And a lot of people will tune in just to see what that something might be. Well, Miley lost her top. She didn't flash the world at the time when she lost her top. That came later in the show. <laughs> but we knew something was going to happen. Pete Davidson, who knew he could sing? I didn't hear him. I uh, I just heard about it. So anyway, knew something would happen. How about this? Residents of uh, Texarkana, Texas last year. Last year. Well, it was last year. Last week. Had storms moved through, and it rained fish. 
literally rained fish. If you don't believe me, you can uh, go to YouTube. I'm sure there's videos all over the place. Water spout sucked up fish from a uh, lake, and as it moved over Texarkana, it rained fish. Now, see, wouldn't that had been a weird twist to Texas Chainsaw Massacre? You know? Ring, and it starts raining fish. But anyway. <laughs> Eric Adams, he's the uh, new mayor of New York City. And he's already been labeled Blasio 2.0. Have to see what happens there. Lake Tahoe broke a 50-year-old record by <laughs> getting over 16 feet of snow last week. Not my idea of a good time. Matter of fact, it was in the 70s here pretty much all week last week. New Year's Day, 70s. Pretty nice. Had some uh, friends come over. Out on the back porch, just uh, having coffee. Saturday morning, you know, it was nice. Pushing 70. Talking about stuff, just uh, gabbing, you know, gabbing. Chit-chat, if you will. Went in, had uh, ham. Dinner, you know, watched a couple of movies. Went back out, the temperature dropped to like below freezing. It was nuts. It got cold. And it was very, very cold. That night it's been cold the last couple of days. Well, yesterday and today. And, uh, matter of fact, uh, yesterday was cold. But we're rebounding. It's going to be up in the uh, 50s today, finally. So. That is always a good thing. Okay, what's new for 2022 with FBTV Podcast? Let's talk about that for a moment. Uh, what's going to be new is, uh, well, the sound. We are going to bring back the uh, Skype phone, if you will. Only, not going to be a number. It's uh, going to be our Skype handle. So if you want to... Uh, Call us on Skype. You can. We'll get to that later. And there are things in the works for other possible going-ons. Maybe FBTV Radio. We did that a few years ago. It was nice. We'll see what happens. And the purpose, and this is what's being kicked around, I'll just tell you right now. what's The purpose of FBTV Radio is to allow for live broadcasts, so you can tune in live. Okay, if if you if you'd like to do that, because uh, we we have noticed that uh, as soon as we post a new podcast, I mean, out of the box, a lot of people tune in. Maybe you like to do that live, and if we do it live, you're going to have to be able to uh, interact live with the podcast itself so that might be pretty cool something we're looking at something we're thinking about just haven't made a firm decision yet As a matter of fact you want to voice your input you can do so go to our website freightbrokertv.com there's forms all over the website that uh, you can use to contact us you can email me direct fbtv at freightbrokertv.com Today is January the 4th, 2022, and <laughs> even, I, I was just getting ready to say, you know, how long is it going to be before uh, we quit writing 21, and on my uh, sheet here for the uh, show for the podcast that I get, my cheat sheet, so to speak, 
Yeah, sure enough, it's got January fourth, twenty twenty one. I was going to say, you know, you know, writing checks. You remember checks? You know, I still write them occasionally, but uh, taking a couple of weeks before we start putting down the correct year. But uh, today is January fourth, twenty twenty two. It is Spaghetti Day, also Trivia Day. But. Uh, Lo and behold, this week is New Year's Resolutions Week. This is where the New Year's resolutions generally get broken. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Not me. I, I quit doing that a long time ago. Never worked. My New Year's resolutions were basically things that maybe I should stop doing for next year. Maybe. Probably won't. <laughs> but it is what it is. All right, my bad. Going back a couple of weeks now. I, uh, if you tune into the uh, last podcast, I do this all the time, and I promise you, things are in place, so I don't do this, hopefully, as much anymore. But uh, the last podcast, I, I did it again. I forgot to give you the answer to the uh, to that impossible question. The question was: seventy percent of all cells of this are rung up during the month of December. Here is your answer. Wrapping paper. 70% of all cells of this are rung up during the month of December. Wrapping paper. Makes sense if you hear it right. It took me a couple of times to read it to make sense, but uh, 70% of wrapping paper cells are made in the month of December, which makes total sense. All right, this week's impossible question. Hey, let's do this. Are you, are you, where, where to go? Okay. Are you ready for this week's impossible question? Music, please. <laughs> yeah, I told you we had some goofy stuff going on. Maybe make it more entertaining. Maybe you don't want entertaining. Thump, 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 thump. All right. Here's today's impossible question. An average of 3,234 Americans. Go to the emergency room every year from this. Okay, now, this includes burns, fainting, and eye injuries, but uh, on average, 3,234 Americans end up in the emergency room from this. And I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be COVID. COVID does not play into this, all right? So, everything works right. I'll remember. I will... uh, like I say, remember what, uh, well, I'll remember to give you the answer. Now, just so you know, I've got a few things I'm having to do. I've got, I've got a few more responsibilities now that we've gone to this new format. But anyway, all right. Uh, so you may hear some gaps, but not, not too many, I hope. Having a birthday today. Happy birthday to you. You're in pretty good company. Sir Isaac Newton, born on this day. Don Shula was born on this day. Dave Foley of News Radio. Remember that guy? I mean, we all were really, really... Well, not all of us, but I can relate. This guy, Dave Foley, when he was on News Radio, he was really, really, really thin, and it's like he discovered Chef Graham Elliott and started eating all his food. Graham Elliott, the reason I bring him up, he's having a birthday today, too. And uh, anyway, Dave put on a lot of weight. But hey, I, I don't let me be the one that cast the first stone. I was a uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I was the last person in the world you would ever think to gain any weight. I mean, I could lose weight back in the day just by eating. <laughs> that's, that's pretty sad. Okay, today in history. Today in history, Sacramento, California sets its all-time snowfall record of 3.5 inches. Now, I said earlier that, uh, where did it go? Last week, last week, uh, where did I put that? I just had it a moment ago, didn't I? Oh, yeah, last week, uh, there it is, uh, Lake Tahoe, 16 feet of snow last week. But uh, back in uh, 1888, on this day, Sacramento set its all-time snowfall record of three and a half inches. This date, 1974, President Nixon refuses to hand over tape recordings and documents subpoenaed by the uh, Senate Watergate Committee, and we all remember that. I want to say this to the television audience. I made my mistakes, but in all of my years of public life, I have never profited, never profited from public service. I've earned every cent. And in all of my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. And I think, too, that I can say that in my years of public life, that I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I, I have earned everything I've got. I am not a crook. Yeah, that, that went down in infamy. Uh, back in 1999, <laughs> former uh, pro wrestler Jesse Ventura sworn in as Minnesota's 37th governor. We dug, dug, dug deep in the archives. This was actually one of the, uh, well, this is the audio from a TV ad, I believe, from him running for governor. I mean, it was almost a joke. But it was serious, and he won. Listen to this. New from the Reform Party. It's the new Jesse Ventura action figure. You can make Jesse battle special interest groups. I don't want your stupid money. And party politics. We politicians have powers the average man can't comprehend. You can also make Jesse lower taxes, improve public education, and fight for the things Minnesotans really care about. This bill wastes taxpayer money. Redirect it. Don't waste your vote on politics as usual. Vote Reform Party candidate Jesse Ventura for governor. See, that that was an action figure Saturday morning kid cartoon type commercial. And if he would have seen the video, it was kind of like that. And people, uh, people kind of voted for him anyway. Anyway, it is what it is, right? All right, well, big news, big elephant in the room. Another uh, carrier out of business last year, right before the uh, new year. CFL Central Freight Lines shuts its doors. LTO carrier Freight Lines out of Waco. They shut down operations, putting 2,100 people out of work, including 1,325 drivers. CFL operated 1,600 power units from 65 terminals in the southern U.S., from California in the west to Florida and Virginia in the east. CFL was the 21st largest LTO carrier in North America. In 2021, and you may say, well, how in the world, how in the world does the 21st largest LTL carrier in North America go belly up? Well, I think over the next few months we'll figure that out, but uh, pretty wild. John Kloss, he was uh, interviewed by KWKT. Fox 44 in Waco, he had this to say. It's, it's, it's sad. Um, we, we're not privy to all the information of why this took place. The employees thought that we could keep going because we do a lot of business 
and people like us are like us but people in the head office I guess they know more than we do there were some indications that we were having a bad time as far as debt and stuff but we just assumed we'd weathered it all these years and we'd just uh, weather it again I'm probably done driving trucks I kept doing it because I like the company and I like the customers I dealt with and I'm gonna miss them yeah it's John Kloss he was a uh he was uh, employed by CFL for 45 years, 72-year-old. matter of fact, uh, that's uh, audio from his KWKT Fox 44 interview they did on uh, TV the other day. But pretty sad to say, you know, it, it's, it, it don't make any sense. There's uh, tons of freight. And to hear uh, the White House talk about the uh, economy, it's great, better than it has been. Uh Shortages, well, it is what it is there. We'll be talking about that more this year as we uh, go through the uh, 2022. I was going to say the new year, but it is the new year. Uh, November used Class 8 truck prices. I know we're in January, but the information comes out late in December for what happened in November. Uh, but the average retail price of a used Class 8 truck in November, went up 11.8% compared with the previous record just set a month before. And uh, it went up 67.8% higher compared to a year ago. That's according to ACT Research. November's record average retail price was $80,769. That's crazy, man. I, uh, I remember back in the 90s, I had a small fleet and... Uh, I didn't pay over $30,000 for any of my trucks. And they were good trucks. They, they, you know, they were OTR stuff. A month earlier, the average retail price for a Class 8, we're talking October now, a month earlier, was $72,204. That is, uh, you know, from $80,000 you know, $80, in November from $72,000, you know, $8,000 increase, right? At. A year ago, same time, you could buy a uh, used truck for $48,000. Hmm. Story has not changed, according to ACT Vice President Steve Tam. He says it's just a scarce inventory. Not a lot of used trucks on the market. Why are there not a lot of used trucks on the market? Because trucking companies aren't trading their current trucks back in to get new ones. They're holding back. Why do you think they're doing that? Fuel prices has a lot to do with it, I guarantee you. Waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we got a thing coming up here in January. Now, trucking companies or the drivers are going to have to get that COVID vaccine now. It's going to be, it's mandated. Somewhere in here, I've got that. Yeah, I said I did. Hold on a minute. I'm looking, I know. Uh, I know they're concerned about uh, the uh, mandate border congestion. Trucks coming in from Canada, Mexico, too. I, re I, 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 I imagine the flow of freight uh, between the United States and the neighbors, Canada and Mexico, could slow. Starting this month, all three companies adopting more stringent COVID-19 vaccine requirements for cross-border traffic. 
What's it say here? All inbound foreign national travelers seeking to enter the United States via land points of entry or ferry terminals, whether for essential or non-essential reasons, must be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 and provide related proof of vaccination. That's a bulletin from a bulletin that was put out by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Back in November 23, they had an announcement that said only that uh, the restrictions would be adopted in January. It's expected it'll take effect January 22nd. DHS rule applies to non-U.S. citizens crossing into the country. So if you are in Canada, Canadian driver, a driver out of Mexico coming into the U.S., this uh, means you too. But it's kind of reciprocal. If you're an American driver going into uh, another country, well, guess what? The Canadian Ministry of Health's new regulations set to take effect January 15th state that certain groups of travelers, among them essential providers such as truck drivers, cannot enter Canada unless they have been fully vaccinated. This applies to U.S. drivers entering the country a group that previously had been exempt from vaccination requirements. Do you know why? (laughs) Do you know why they're not now? Well, it's because we've initiated a requirement. So they did too. Mexico's rules also set to take effect January 15th states all inbound non-immigrant foreign national travelers crossing U.S. land ports of entry or ferry terminals whether for essential or non-essential reasons, must be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 and provide related proof of that vaccination. Here again, U.S. drivers are included. Now, I could have sworn I had a report on that. I can't find it now. But anyway, drivers... Are going U.S. drivers are going to have to be vaccinated? Bottom line, what is going to happen? That is going to be interesting. Uh, it's been uh, estimated as uh, as many as thirty to forty percent of drivers will quit, move to a different company, so they don't have to uh, be vaccinated. And if you do your research on this vaccination thing. Don't listen to what they're telling you. Do your own research. You're going to find the numbers pretty uh, pretty amazing. Almost to the point that if they just shut up about it, things would be okay. But hey, what do the politicians always say? Never, never let a good uh, problem go to waste. Something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, ATA Association's chief economist Bob Costello expressed trepidation about how the flow of freight into and out of the three countries could be affected, talking to Canada, U.S., Mexico. He says he's concerned about all of this, and uh, what we need is more time. It's not like we are anti-vaccine, but the reality is a lot of these drivers are not getting vaccinated, and we already have a supply chain problem. Our number one export market for U.S. goods is Canada. He says he doesn't want to be an alarmist, but this is significant. Of course it is. He also said that Canadian officials enacted their tighter vaccine requirements after the U.S. did. 
Canada has not required its domestic drivers to get vaccinated, so they are only really doing this because the U.S. government has said it will require it for their citizen drivers. He goes on to say the border situation could get really dicey for the supply chain in mid-January. That's coming up quick when all of this takes place, so we'll see. Now, what's going to happen? Well, the U.S., the Biden White House, they are doing their part to get more drivers. And remember the driver shortage. There's a driver shortage, but let's make a bigger driver shortage. Let's make a small problem a bigger problem. There's always been a driver shortage. I think if you've been around the trucking industry for any amount of time, you know there has always been a driver shortage. I remember from the time I first stepped into a truck. I remember Willis Shaw back when I was a little kid. Willis Shaw Trucking, remember them? I think they were one of the first companies that used a lease purchase as an inducement to attract drivers, if I remember correctly. But that uh, that was many years ago. But anyway, uh, the uh, driver shortage. Well, entry-level driver training rule, that's going into effect next month, February. Some CDL and endorsement applicants will be required to meet new training standards, of course. Due to an upcoming Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration rule change. So what they're trying to do is entice more drivers to come, or more people to get into the trucking industry. Starting February 7th, they have changed the entry-level driver training rules, and they will go into effect on February 7th, uh, just a little over a month. The ELDT rule establishes minimum requirements for entry-level driver training standards for training providers and CDL applicants. The rule will apply to the applicants who want to obtain a Class A or Class B CDL for the first time, upgrade an existing Class B CDL, to a Class A CDL, or obtain a school bus, passenger, or hazmat endorsement for the first time. These applicants will be required to obtain training from a provider listed listed on the FMCSA's training provider registry. This training must be completed before taking a CDL skills test, or if the driver is applying for the H endorsement, being the hazmat, the knowledge test. So, there is no knowing somebody, I guess, hopping in their truck and learning how to drive with the uh, professional driver with a learner's permit. Is that is that what I'm hearing here? I mean, that's, when I drove, I used to train drivers. They'd hop in my truck for a few weeks. And, uh, you know, I even had two drivers that didn't, they just had their learner's permit. Now, granted, they were buddies of mine. But uh, they were able to get real-life experience driving under that learner's permit. And when they were ready... We went by the examining center, the state, you know, 
they could take their skills test and they passed. But apparently that's not going to be allowed anymore. There is no minimum number of hours required for either behind-the-wheel training or knowledge training under the new rule. The ELDT rule only requires that applicants seeking a CDL would be required to demonstrate proficiency in knowledge training and behind-the-wheel training on a driving range and on a public road. And here it is, the uh, training obtained from an instructional program that meets FMCSA standards. So it sounds like those of you who have been thinking about training your your kid or friend or someone how to drive you better get it going now, February 7th. This rule is not retroactive, so individuals... Now, now here's the deal. Okay, my CDL uh, it expired. I, I let it go here a couple of years ago. And uh, I've had regrets about that, but on the other hand, you know, I, I, I have a pretty good idea. I'm not ever going to get behind the wheel again to drive, but I still like the idea of having it. But uh, this goes on to say this rule is uh, not retroactive, so individuals who were issued a CDL or an S or P or H endorsement prior to February 7th, 2022, they are not required to complete training for respective CDL or endorsements. So, basically, if you were issued a CDL before February 7th, 2022, you are not required to complete entry-level driver training to obtain a CDL, even if the previously issued CDL has lapsed. So, in other words, what it's saying, if you had a CDL and you were like me, and you let your CDL expire for whatever reason. You know, you just didn't, or you didn't renew it. For me, I went from a CDL back down to a Class D uh, with my motorcycle endorsement. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't have a motorcycle anymore either. But uh, uh, the CDL, the C, you know, I'll tell you why I dropped my CDL. It got stupid. I mean, it just got stupid. It, it didn't matter. Every time you go went in to renew your CDL, they wanted something else. You know, we had to do this. We had to do that. Had to sign this form. Had to sign this form. Had to do this waiver. Show this. Do this. Do that. Come on. You know, there's a, you know if, if Washington wants to figure out why there's a driver shortage, well, first of all, quit making it so hard <laughs> to, to be a driver. I mean, they started this back... Uh, they started making it tough on drivers back in what oh three oh four when they started the new logbook rules and it took them forever and are they really finished trying to figure out if the rule they made is right and we're, and we're going on twenty years now I mean we've made it to this point they've changed the rules I I was driving with a ten eight rule the only thing I really like about the new rules is the uh, thirty four hour restart I don't like the ELDs but that's me. You know, I think that played a lot in uh, my decision not to renew my CDL as well. Once that started, that ELD stuff, I knew I did not want to be part of that. But anyway, it is what it is. You can find more of this ELD or ELD, entry-level driver training. I'm talking yeah, electronic logging device, what I was talking about, the entry-level driver training. It's what we've been talking about uh, with all this, you know, what you must do and must not do. Other things you went on, too. Uh, we're going to be talking about this. is going to be a two, two, uh, two podcast week. It looks like because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. 
lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, you're talking about making it harder. Here we go. This is uh, this is something. Let's uh, talk about this for a minute. CBSA adopts North American Fatigue Management Program. Okay, whenever you hear CBSA adopt program, yep, sounds like new rules, don't it? But not supposed to be the case with this this thing. The uh, CBSA, that's Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, has adopted the North American Fatigue Management Program. CFSA was taken or tasked by the FMCSA <laughs> to manage a program which is aimed at preventing fatigue-related risk and crashes. So they're, they're doing a study on what causes fatigue-related risk and crashes. Isn't the answer in their study fatigue? <laughs> Anyway, uh, they say their goal at CBSA, CBSA is to prevent crashes involving commercial motor vehicles. CBSA President and South Dakota Highway Patrol Captain John Browers, if I'm pronouncing that right, that's what he said in a news release, offering the North American Fatigue Management Program as one of the Alliance's driver-related educational programs helps us do our part to combat crashes caused by driver fatigue and exhaustion. It's drivers taking responsibility for their own actions. If a driver is tired, that driver should know they're tired and they should pull over and take a nap. Which is what I used to do when I was driving because I had the 10-8 rule. But now drivers are penalized. The way the system is pretty much set up now, Unless they change that too, and I haven't heard anything about that. Is that a driver is penalized if they're tired and want to take a nap. Anyway. Uh, let's see. According to CVSA News Release, the North American Fatigue Management Program was developed by medical and sleep scientists from Canada and the United States through a multi-year, four-phase process. The program aims to prevent driver fatigue and eliminate eliminate fatigue-related crashes by one, offering easy-to-access online fatigue prevention training, and more training, uh, encouraging a motor vehicle carrier safety culture that protectively considers situations that may continue to driver or, yeah, misses, that may continue to driver fatigue and fight to prevent it, identifying sleep disorders and treatment options, sleep apnea. Utilizing driver fatigue management technologies. It's on and on and on. It's reported that this program is for training purposes only. It's not enforcement. But we know how that works, don't we? We'll see. But we need this program. Here's why the latest statistics released by the FMCSA showed that truck driver fatigue is listed as being a factor... And holy cow, get this. Hold on to your chair. 1.4% of fatal crashes. Hmm. Yeah, I'll let you, but not, you can do the math. <laughs> right, let's end on a, let's end on a good note. Uh, or something. Oh, we got to uh, wait before we go on. Uh, what is, uh, hold on a minute. Let's get the, uh, Get this up here right. Before we go anywhere, i got to remember to do this. 
All right. The answer to today's uh, impossible question. An average of 3,234 Americans go to the emergency room every year from this, COVID not included. The answer. Tanning bed injuries. How about that, huh? More injuries happen in a tanning bed that require 3,234 Americans go to the emergency. What kind of injury? Burns, you reckon? It has to be. It has to be burns. Otherwise, I mean, how do you hurt yourself in a tanning bed? Oh, I laid down too hard. <laughs> yeah, don't know. All right. From the uh, Did You Know Department. Did you know a recent study finds having a plant in the office can improve work productivity by 15%? Does that mean if you put a plant in your truck? <laughs> Oh, here's one. 11% of new parents say that uh, they've been known to fall asleep in the shower. You know, that I, I scratched my... I've never fallen asleep in the shower. You know, never fall, fell asleep in the shower. I was going to say, I've done a lot of things in the shower, but I've never fallen asleep. And, and I thought about it. No, I really haven't done a lot of things in the shower, except take a shower. So what we did, we mic'd up a shower, and uh, we did catch somebody falling uh, asleep, and and we got the audio. Son of a... (laughs) Falling asleep in the shower. All right, people who uh, set their watches ahead five or more minutes are eight times more likely to be late for an appointment than those who don't. My wife does that. I, it's never made sense to me, but anyway, she sets the uh, clock in the bathroom ahead five minutes, and she knows it's ahead five minutes. I, I don't get it, but anyway. Every time you uh, hit the space bar on your computer, every time you hit the space bar on your computer, an average of about 600,000 other people around the world do it at the same time. Isn't that wild? There is a lot more stuff to uh, talk about. It's going to be a uh, going to have another uh, podcast coming up uh, probably Thursday, I would imagine Thursday morning. Got more details coming up too. Uh, check out our website freightbrokertv.com. My name is Mike. By the way, I am the lead consultant at Taltoa. If you're not familiar with Taltoa, we are a transportation training and consulting firm. If you've been thinking about getting out of the truck, maybe trying to get your girlfriend, your family member, spouse, whatever, into freight brokering, check us out. Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. uh, Our prices did not go up for the new year. We see that everywhere. Matter of fact, got uh, the the, the lawn people at my house. They they spray my yard, so, you know, keep weeds out. They do a good job in the front yard. Backyard, not so much, but uh, it is what it is. That started that here a couple of years ago to make it easier to mow the grass. Now, this is going to sound terrible, but maybe a lot of you guys may be able to uh, get it. I, I I I don't like mowing the grass. It takes time. Time I could be doing something else, like fishing. <laughs> you know, but you got to do what you want. Got to do. You want a nice yard, right? Well, I 
the uh, for health purposes and for you know workout, I I decided okay, I'm going to start mowing my own grass. But uh, the grass, I mean, it, it was just awful. You know, had all kinds of different grasses in there, be too thick and things. So I decided okay. Well, no, yeah, I started mowing my grass, but a few years back, I ended up having to start mowing in, what, late March? Because of all the junk that was in my yarn, grass, you know, whatever. I don't know anything about that stuff, but you know what I mean. The, it was growing too early, too fast. So I called a, a lawn service, and they sprayed my yard, and all that stuff went away, and I bought myself another month of not having to mow. Well, just a few months after I started, they... uh Went up on the rates, what, four bucks. And then here, uh, about a month ago, right before the first of the year, I got a letter saying, hey, we're going up again. I said, nah, we're not going to play this game. Played this game before already with other stuff, you know, going up four bucks, you know, every year. Next thing you know, it's gone up 40 bucks 10 years later from when you started. Just nuts. So I called him and said, no, we're not going to do that. You know, I'm going to find somebody else or I'll call you back when I need it. Oh, they were real quick. No, okay, we, we won't go up on you. It's like, well, why are you pulling this stuff? Because some people aren't going to call, I guess. Anyway, that has nothing to do with anything, does it? <laughs> All right. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, this FBTV podcast. Like I said, check out Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. Hey, call me if you wish. You got questions or whatever. Or I was going to tell you earlier, we got different packages available. We're not going up on a rate, so that's how I got started talking about the uh, other stuff. About my yard, <laughs> mowing grass. But the three different packages that include uh, in-depth live training, one-on-one, for you and your people. Uh, got a guest, they can attend the training, no charge. They're going to be part of your operation. This is a consulting package that includes in-depth training for you and your guest. If you're starting a freight brokerage company, we've got a package for that too, and uh, we can train up to four of your people. Along with, uh, you can have the opportunity to enter the mentorship program. This is for any of our packages. Enter the mentorship program, three, six, or 12 months, and uh, you will uh, be able to begin your broker operation as an agent through us under a licensed broker. Give you the opportunity to uh, start your operation, get experience, build a client base. Anyway, check us out. Probably be back Thursday morning. Until then, hey, have a great Tuesday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll see you.